Who dat and welcome to the Who Dat Dish podcast. We are the best Saints podcast this side of the Mississippi. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are part of Fansided, providing you the best news and reports around the New Orleans Saints of the NFL. As part of Fansided, as always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. What's up, guys? I'm your other host, Tyler Raymond. We've got a great episode for you, as always. We just want to wish you guys a happy Who Dat. We haven't been on here in a while. We are back. We're happy to bring you some more amazing content of your New Orleans Saints. Uh, as always, we've set the bar pretty high. We're going to meet that bar with another amazing episode for you guys tonight. So let's just hop into it, shall we, Dan? Of course, we wouldn't be anywhere right now if it weren't for the amazing website over at fansidedhoodaddish.com. Be sure to go check that out. Um, yep. And this first segment that we do weekly is a kudos to them. To our website uh and also want to give a shout out to rory anderson the uh the editor over at whodatdish.com go to whodatdish.com check out all the articles a majority of them have been written by him lately um i have some a couple of articles uh of the series i've been doing called one pick and one signing that will make the 2018 saints better uh it is officially done now i had four parts in the series so be sure to go to check that out on whodatdish.com uh and and obviously you can read up on all of the free agents that we're going to talk about in a minute um, but first of all, Tyler, how you been, dude? Dude, I've been amazing, man. Free agency, it's been kicking on. Yeah. But we've got amazing things to talk about. Some amazing people that are going to help the Saints be even better than they were last year, you yeah. know, and other people too. But we'll get into that later. How have you been, bro? How I, have you been? I have been fantastic. Uh, it is good. officially spring, so happy spring to everybody. Uh, <laughs> weather, weather's looking a little bit nicer here in the Pacific Northwest. Not, and, uh, Not for me. Not up in New York. Of course, you guys just had about six or seven inches of snow. For those of you down in Louisiana, though, down in the south, obviously, you guys have nice weather a majority part of the year, and it seems like it is uh, staying there for you guys as well. Also, um, before we jump into anything, we wanted to send our condolences to the Benson family. Obviously, uh, Tom Benson, the owner of both the New Orleans Saints and New Orleans Pelicans, passed away, unfortunately, uh, earlier this week at the age of 90. He was a fantastic owner for the New Orleans Saints, uh, as well as for the Pelicans. And uh, the vigil, if, if, if you uh, log on to Twitter, a lot of the posts right now uh, involving Tom Benson are happiness around him and uh, people celebrating his life at his... Um, you saw Drew Brees and Anthony Davis there at his... Uh, it's kind of a public funeral, almost a... Um, a uh, I don't know what you would call it, Tyler. You, you had the perfect word for it uh, earlier, but... Yeah, just, um, you know, prayers and thoughts to his family and, and, and Tom Benson at this time. Great owner for the Saints, and uh, we're going to yeah. miss him a lot. Yeah, he helped create a legacy, you know. And he did. The crazy thing about it is New Orleans is like no other place in this world. Uh, I was watching on Twitter that they held, uh, they held like almost like a parade for him. Yeah, and yeah. They had an empty casket there, you know, uh, like symbolizing his death yeah. and everything. But everybody was dancing and all cheerful. And yeah, it was. But. If there's anything, it was definitely celebrating his life and not mourning and yeah. his loss, even though his loss is very sad. Um, yeah, he, he lived a great life. He was a great owner. We're going to miss you, Tom, okay. this this season and beyond. The Saints will be playing for you, and uh, we know you're watching down on us. So, uh, again, thank you for everything you did, Mr. Benson. And um, yeah. obviously his wife, Gail, is going to be uh, running the operations of the team, it, it looks like. And uh, the Saints nor Pelicans are in bad shape right now. So uh, we got to be very grateful and happy for that. So, again, rest in peace to Mr. Tom Benson. Yeah. Very, but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah going to be missed. Sorry, Tom, I didn't mean to interrupt you. but No, you're good, man. You're good. I was going to say same. Uh, you could put it any better, bro. But um, 
Uh, on a lighter note, let's talk about one of those teams Mr. Benson owned. And now, Miss, Miss Benson, you know, the New Orleans Saints, why you guys are here, this amazing podcast. We're going to mention what the Saints have been doing in free agency. You know, so uh, the Saints right now have placed themselves in an amazing position uh, so far from what the team has done in free agency. The Saints have made now five new additions uh, to the black and gold. We figured we'd introduce you to them. So I think right now this player, obviously, I know I'm, I think, uh, I think you can agree, Dan. We're both really happy about I'm super ecstatic about because it's finally changing our defense. I want to welcome everybody from New Orleans to the United States, the entire world, to linebacker Mario Davis. Now, yes. if you guys, yeah, man, if you guys uh, uh, remember, uh, for all of you longtime listeners, we had a great buddy on here a few times. His name is Joseph Leo, not the fake uh, Jay Leo on Twitter, if you guys want to check him out. And I asked him the second this happened, the second I heard about it, I'm like, tell me about tomorrow, Davis, because he's a diehard Jets fan, and I figured we could get some uh, keen stuff from him. So, uh, basically, uh, he actually told you, Dan, that he would probably leave the Saints and tackle. But mm-hmm. he said he's a leader on the defense. He'll be a really good player uh, for you guys. I love him. So, yeah. Uh, if that's a little indication of how DeMario Davis is going to be, he's going to be great. You know, he had one of his best years last year. He's an outstanding player. He's really outspoken. Uh, he's a motivator. He's a character for our defense. I remember on Twitter a while back when uh, the Jets were dancing, uh, and it was almost like a meme, and it was like put the different songs. The Mario Davis, if you mm. look closely, 56. Yeah. People hyping people up and dancing. So it, it, not only is he a good player, but he's got a good chip on his shoulder. He's a good attitude. I'm looking forward to him. But what about it? That's that's all I gotta say about him, man. The the, the clapping. I'm I'm excited for the signing. I, I think he's gonna be a great player. Yeah, I remember that meme of the Jets after they were blew out the Bills on a Thursday night football. They were all dancing, and then yeah, it became a meme. They put a different music. Demario Davis yeah. right in the middle of it. Um, led the NFL in solo tackles a season yeah. ago. Uh, if, if if you do. Uh, combined total tackles, I believe it was Zach Brown for the Redskins who was number one in the league. But if you just mm-hmm. talk about solo tackles, we have them on we have them on the New Orleans Saints now. We we have them. So uh, I'm very excited for the signing. Joe's words on uh, Davis were also reassuring. Yeah, very. A lot very. of people are, are trying to compare Davis to Jonathan Vilma, and I see the similarities. Obviously, a middle linebacker coming over from the Jets in a time of need for the Saints when they're a very good team and can make a Super Bowl run. All of it is there. All of those similarities are there. However, I don't know if Davis is, is necessarily going to be uh, even close to that level of what Jonathan Vilma provided us, only because we did sign AJ Klein a year ago. We yep. also have Manti Teo. It's not like Davis is going to be the the guy. And also, I don't think that he was highly um, touted or yep. recruited uh, as Jonathan Vilma was. Jonathan Vilma was a fantastic talent out of the University of Miami. DeMario Davis is still trying to make a name for himself, so to speak. So... Yeah. The fact that he's getting the money here in New Orleans just makes me so, so happy. If he does turn out to be somebody like Jonathan Vilma, hey, that's even better. But um, I I, I, I don't think he's going to be quite to that level. But at the same time, he is going to help us a lot there in the middle of defense. And that's something that we needed to address, and I'm glad we did uh, with with such a great guy. Another thing I think we needed to address, obviously, the slot cornerback position. I agree. Who would have thought? I mean, we talked about this with with Charlie about, you know, maybe we get DRC – um, maybe, maybe we Malcolm could, Butler. Yeah, maybe we could get Malcolm Butler move some guys, or maybe we could get even another safety to have him play slot. 
Uh, instead, we went out and got a very familiar face. Uh, Ew. Patrick Robinson. Uh, what? No yeah, way. yeah. Believe it or not, he actually did good with the Eagles last year uh, yeah, after bouncing he was around. A saint. He was a New Orleans Saint. Um, he was a an absolute bust for us. Uh, I think he only. I, I'm pretty sure he never hit double digit interception in his career with the Saints. No. Um, and I mean, like total. If you take in all the years, I don't think he reaches double digit interceptions. Uh, just very mediocre. Went to the Chargers. Uh, played their first season. Was on the Eagles for this season. Only played a year. And now he's back with the Saints. However. He did play really, really well last year. He did have five picks. Uh, he had over 20 passes defended. Uh, and on top of that, he had a momentum-shifting uh, pick six against the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC Championship game. Uh, so hopefully, Robinson will be making plays for us like that. Hopefully, it's not the Robinson oh. from the Saints. When you saw he signed with us, Tyler, what did you think of P-Rob coming back? Yeah. The funny part is, um, you know, I don't think... I, the funny part is when I was reading about Twitter, you know, how it went down, everybody thought the Eagles were going to give him an extension. I think Ian Rappaport mm. tweeted, yeah, our good buddy Ian, right? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> he tweeted something out uh, out of the lines of, like, oh, yeah, the Eagles and uh, Patrick Robinson are working on extension, and then something happened where it stalled. And then the Saints just, like, kicked their foot through the door and signed him. But, and the funny part is, too, uh, you mentioned how, uh, you know, he didn't really succeed for us, but he had, uh, he, he's grown. You know, he's like a fine wine. He's yeah. gotten better with age. And he actually mentioned uh, when asked about it is that he said, I guess when he was younger, he thought too much about uh, he thought too much about, you know, wh- what to do, how to do it. And now he knows he has a proven ability. He just lets his body take over. He lets his, you know, athleticism, his his um, just his ability to take over as a really good cornerback. And, and it helps. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I think this is going to help the Saints tremendously. You know, I, I think it's funny right now how it's almost like on both sides of the ball. We need uh, a slot receiver, and then we need a slot corner, you know. But yeah. we got our corner, you know, and everybody's happy happy that he's back. You know, uh, yeah. Four face, you know, black and gold. Uh, a great mentor for maybe Ken Crawley. Give tips to Marshawn Lattimore if he needs any, you know, just like I'm or, happy. Or whichever, I, if, if we decide to draft a slot cornerback in the later rounds. P. Rob can be there to kind of help him out there as well. Absolutely. Like for me, if we if we get the Eagles, Patrick Robertson, and yeah. especially for the money we paid him, I think it was only like five million a year. Right. A huge deal for us. Yeah. Huge. Like I, I thought at least would have cost me like seven to eight, but five right. man yeah, steal. But I'm happy about him though. Me too. I I am as well. We've talked about Kurt Coleman as well coming onto the team. He was signed um before free agency even kicked off. I think we discussed it last week with Charlie about the uh, yep. how big of an impact that uh, that is going to be, having a veteran safety there kind of to replace Kenny Vaccaro, which, by the way, we'll probably talk about a little bit later on, but I'm still shocked that Kenny Vaccaro hasn't even gotten really any interest. Apparently, like, he hasn't really met with any teams from what I've read. Uh, very interesting to me. I don't, I don't really know what's going on there. Maybe his season last year was just, just under par. Under, yeah, like two under par for teams to really approach him at this time. Obviously, yeah. I think he's going to sign with the team eventually. I'm just surprised it hasn't happened yet. Um, and then two other guys go ahead and take him away, Tyler, for the, for the, okay. for the last two signings of, of the okay. Saints. So, uh, we thought it was crazy when the Saints decided to flip open the yearbook and uh, bring <laughs> after that high school reunion sort of thing. But the Saints did, again, not once, but twice. So, obviously, we knew uh, when it came to offensive line, folks, things weren't looking pretty. 
we had our great guy, Zach's grave, unfortunately retired. He will be missed, as always. But we also had Asino Calamete get a starting role with the Houston Texans, and he will be missed as well. But uh, the Saints have brought somebody back that will surely help with his knowledge, his experience, and he's even been helping, uh, so I've heard, with recruiting people. So um, please, Budat Nation, welcome back. Offensive lineman, German, German Bushrod. Yeah, Mr. Bushrod. Um, yeah, woo! Yeah, but, um, so uh, Mr. Bushrod over here, he's going to be helping a ton. He is a qualified player with the experience necessary. Although he uh, is well into his career, he has the athleticism, he has the strength, he has the knowledge. That's the most important thing. Because we know the Saints here. When things get tough, we like to have a lot of players be able to switch positions, you know, help where they're needed. Similar to the Patriots, you know, do your job. The Saints like to have a lot of people, you know, do their jobs, do other people's jobs for that matter. But, um, yes, CEO Calamette here is a great guy. He was used everywhere. Uh, this is our new senior, to be honest. He's a little mm-hmm. bit older. Uh, he cost a little bit less, but I- I'm happy he's back. Uh, what, do, what did you think about that signing? I definitely going to add a depth, and yeah, I was ha- I was happy to see Bushrod back. I totally forgot he was playing for the Dolphins last year. Um, I just well, once he left the Saints, I I really didn't pay too much attention to him. Unfortunately, even though he is he, he was such a great player for us, and I think he's going to be a good yeah. player for us now. Um, yeah, I think we'll probably see him play guard more so than tackle. Uh, even yeah. though I think naturally he is a tackle, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on that. But um, no, yeah. At the very least, it's going to be a uh, 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 depth depth upgrade for us. Uh, yeah, absolutely. On the offensive line, duty injuries yep. that we always seem to get every single year. <laughs> on the offensive line, we had the best line last year. Part of it was due to Senio Calamente, you know, a, a little bit part of that. Part of it was also due to Zach Streif. We lose lose both of those guys. Signing Bushrod yep. is a good sign. Hopefully, we are able to draft another sort of. I'm- we do too. Offensive lineman to to help out with that because we still need a little bit more uh, help. And then I th- I think the the final guy, Tom Savage, third <laughs> string quarterback. Welcome to the team, Tom. <laughs> we'll n- we'll never see you take a snap outside of preseason. So welcome to the team, man. Yeah, uh, the Saints. We can all call. Uh, we can all call the Saints Savage. Yeah. Because you're, you know, so yeah. I'm I'd, happy about that. Uh, I'd I'd rather. I mean, I'd personally rather have. Um, Chase, Chase Daniel. Daniel back, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have rather have him back just to, but obviously they have some confidence in Taysom Hill, so uh, I'm excited yeah. to see what what he's going to be doing on special teams and whether or not he gets some shots in garbage time next year. How insane would that be, though? Well, let's just take a minute for all the people that have been doubting Taysom Hill. The funny part is, I saw a photo. I think it was on either like ESPN or NFL Network. He actually has a lot of a similar similar like physical attributes to him. He's shaped like a Christian McCaffrey, and I yeah. can't get over that. Like uh, similar forty times, similar you know, like all, all those numbers. I couldn't believe it. But if he wins, if he wins the backup job, man, I'm yeah. gonna be happy for him. That's for sure. Yeah, me too, for sure. Yeah. What was your favorite signing uh, so far out of everything for the Saints? Probably Demario Davis. Um, not only because I think he does fill a not not only does he fill a need, he also will. He he also doesn't fill a need, if that makes sense. Like we need help in the middle of the defense and uh, middle yeah. linebacker, but also there's a chance that AJ Klein is going to form into the guy we we really thought. It's not it's not like he did terrible last year. It's not like he was a total yeah. bust of a signing. Uh, I was just very underwhelmed. Yeah, I was underwhelmed with his performance. 
So there's still a chance that he could step up. Um, mm. But at the same time, we also did fill a need because we don't know if Klein's going to be good or not, and we do want help in the middle of that defense to stop the run. So I think Davis is going to provide that. And uh, just better tackling overall, more discipline for us. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, if there is a way you could improve this defense at all before heading to the draft, it would be draft. Uh, it would be uh, picking up a linebacker. We did that, so I'm happy. Yes. But uh, as crazy as the offseason has been for us, uh, we haven't made any huge, huge uh, additions as far as, you know, how widely known these players are. We might be making one. So, in case you didn't hear, Dayton, the Saints are one of three teams right now. Would have been four, but uh, this big guy canceled his meeting with the Raiders. So, uh, the Saints might have a huge opportunity to land in Dominican Sioux. What do you think about that? Uh, first of all, I have personally been uh, a fan of Sioux ever since he was at Nebraska, partially because he was raised in Portland, Oregon, which uh, obviously is, is pretty much where I live. Um, local boy, so you know you always got to root for him. His 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 career for the Lions was obviously tainted with all the dirty play. His yeah. career in Miami was tainted by kind of underperformance mixed with him being <laughs> fairly overpaid. I think if if you compare his numbers to how much he was making there, but mm-hmm. uh, I I still think he's one of the better defensive tackles in the league. Certainly has the size, and he'll keep the size, uh, which is what we want. Essentially, that's what we need. Right, we need a guy who can dem- command double teams because at that point, our defensive line becomes, if Okafor is healthy, Okafor, Sue, Rankins, Cameron Jordan, three of those yep. guys, Rankins, Sue, and Jordan, you got to decide to double team one or two of those guys, right? I mean, like all first round picks too. All, all first round picks, yeah, all, all all of those guys first round picks. Uh, Rankins twelfth, Sue I think was second or third overall, and yep. um, you had. Uh, Cameron Jordan, twenty eighth overall uh, for yeah. us, or sorry, twenty fourth overall. Ingram was twenty eighth. Um, but and then and then uh, so let's let's say you decide to double team one one of those guys. Alex Okafor was able to get so many sacks last year w- uh, without without you know some size in the middle. Uh, yeah. So getting Sue on the team, no matter how well or how many sacks he's going to get, is going to improve the team tenfold right away. So I am absolutely down to get Sue in here. Sounds like we're not going to have to overpay him. It sounds like, and again, these are all reports. Nobody's actually talked to Sue. Even if they have, we don't know if he's telling the truth. Apparently, he's not after money, uh, which, yeah. I mean, kind of makes sense if you really think about it because of how much money he did make with the Dolphins. That was a good contract. So now if he's going to find his actual best fit, because obviously Miami wasn't his best fit, uh, yeah. I don't see us overpaying for him, and I want him. So hopefully he does come to us and we're only giving him – because I think we have just about, as of this morning, $7 million in cap space. Yeah. So we offer him about two or three years at six or seven mil a year, and he accepts that. I'd be happy, but we're, we're probably going to have to give him the rest of what we have left, honestly, for, for this yeah. year at least. Um, I think you, you might even want him more than I do. <laughs> I, I, I do, man. I do. And, you know, ever since, you know, ever since the whole Nick Fairley thing happened – and I tell you one thing, as much as I see, as much as I love seeing Drew Brees throw touchdown passes, there is nothing, nothing I love more than seeing a big guy uh, sack a quarterback and do a dance. You know what I mean? Like, right. Nick Fair is like his little shuffle. I love that. And not only that, you know, ever since the old Nick Fairley thing happened, this, the Saints need another force there. You know, we've always said ever since Cameron Jordan was drafted, 
it, it can't just be him. You know, it, it takes a community to get something done. And, you know, this really helps. You figure the Saints might end up drafting the defensive end of the draft. Obviously, you have Trey Hendrickson. You have Al-Qaeda Muhammad. You have Alex Okafor. You've got pieces there. You just got, you got to put the puzzle together. And yeah. I honestly, I think we might have to pay him a little bit more than that. I, I would restructure. I would look in that book. I would restructure every single person possible. I would do whatever it takes to get him. I mean, yeah. I would send him boatloads of crawfish if I had to to get him to New Orleans. To be honest, you know. Mm-hmm. But is he worth the money though? Uh, let's let's hypothetical here. Let's say if something happens and it comes down to a bidding war, how much are you willing to pay at your most for Dominican Sue though? Um, uh, not, not, nothing more. I wouldn't go double digits per year to pay for him mainly because I don't, again, what did he do at Miami that really is gearing us to sign him? Like, I feel like when I'm going through Twitter and I'm seeing all these saints fans saying, let's get Sue. Mm -hmm. They're thinking that he's just going to be a sack machine for us. I I think that's their mindset. He's not going to be, if you think Ndamukong Sue is there to still put pressure on quarterbacks, no, that's not going to happen. Sue is going to be there to elevate our other players and, and create some sort of mismatch one way or the other, somewhere across the line. That's not worth more than $9 million to me. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. me personally. I don't see Sue making a big impact. I know other people do, and I know other people would pay more money yeah. for him. Would you? Um, I mean, I, it's I, fine if you do. If you do, if yeah. you're listening right now and you want Sue and you want to pay money, totally fine. Just know, yeah, know he's too. probably not going to be a sack machine for us. Most likely he yeah. will not be like the – he probably will never get more than six or seven sacks for us in a year. Maybe. But, you see, I think for me the thing is I think uh, you mentioned how when people – you mentioned how when people look at, you know, what he did with Miami. I think the thing is I think it's like a track record. You know, uh uh, let's uh, here you go. My uh, my famous metaphors. Let's look at Dominican Sue as like an off road uh, truck. You know, uh, he might have some wear and tear to him. But you're looking at what the truck did in its past, how many mountains it, uh, the truck climbed. Uh, that's what you're looking to get. You know, within Dominican Sue. And I think you're right now. I think he'd be the guy. I, I agree with you. I don't know if how much he'd be able to do for the team. I I think he def- definitely would help. I just think right now it's probably a thing where people say, oh, no, we've got Cameron Jordan and Dominic Sue. Who are we going to double-team with? Double-team and Dominic Sue because we, we know what he's done in the past. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the guy that's going to be getting the pressures, going to be breaking down the uh, the line of scrimmage. Then you'll see guys like Sheldon Rankins come in, Cameron Jordan come in to finish it, or maybe even Alex Okafor you know, uh, coming around the end uh, to sack the quarterback. But it does hurt, though. If you would have to pay him more than $10 million a year, at least 10 that would be a lot to pay for a guy who's uh, who's obviously past his prime, you know, or uh, near the end of it, you know. And, right. But beyond that, though, uh, the Saints still have, I think the point for is nobody's really mentioned right now. Uh, we obviously re-signed Drew Brees. That was the main person yes. we re uh, we tendered Willie Sneed, so somebody would have to match the offer. Uh, uh, then we would have to see what would happen, uh, if he would stay or not. But nobody's really mentioned uh, the other players that the Saints have that are free agents that they haven't brought back yet. Some of those include, uh, most popularly, 
Dalvin Bro, who has, as of now, visited with the Denver Broncos and the New England Patriots. Uh, none of those teams have signed him yet. And he has said publicly on Twitter how he would like to be back with the Saints. So keep that in mind. Kenny Vaccaro, among the other safeties around the league right now, who haven't really been signed, which has been pretty crazy. I think uh, I think somebody talked about how the safeties all set their price too high. Nobody's really wanted to pay that. Some of the other people include Brandon Coleman, a guy who came in uh, clutch for us when we need him, you know, blocking, coming in with some good passes, sometimes with drops, but some good things overall. John Kuhn, what do you think of this thing? Do you think it's crazy, or am I just being crazy myself, how we haven't at least offered uh, to bring back any of these players? Uh, I think it's it's a little bit crazy that we haven't decided to bring back Coleman. Um, yeah. Even though, I mean, we have tendered both. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we tendered Coleman as well on top of Snead. Snead, I guess, met with the Ravens, uh, which yeah. would be interesting. Okay. Uh, us not going after Coleman so so much makes me think that the uh, front office has a plan for a wide receiver uh, somewhere down the line soon, hopefully, <laughs> because we do need a lot of slot help, and Alan Hearns just signed with the Dallas Cowboys, so he's off the table. Oh. Um, for Delvin Bro, here's the thing. If Bro stays with the Saints... <clears throat> Excuse me. If Bro stays with the Saints and he is healthy, forget about it. That that's that's the best secondary of all time. Honestly, that is that's going to be one of the greatest secondaries we've ever laid eyes on. Uh, and like I said, that's that's if he's healthy. Uh, just because I mean, Bro was our best cornerback two seasons ago. I think Crawley Crawley and Lattimore are better than him. You have P. Rob and Bro there on top of Coleman with Bell, Marcus Williams. They're already ridiculous. Yeah. It's amazing. That's before we even get to the to the draft. Kenny Vaccaro, not surprised that we're not going after. Um, we talked about him just earlier. Very weird that he's not getting a lot of traction with yeah. talking with teams, at least as far as we know. Could be stuff yeah. going on behind the scenes that really haven't been reported. But doesn't seem like he's going to be reaching a deal uh, before the NFL draft is what it's looking like. Uh, or, or or maybe it'll happen like the week before the draft. I'm not sure. But um, I'm not really surprised that we're not going after these guys. We kind of talked about it during the season about – Vaccaro being a free agent, how his performance didn't really match up with the money he's um, going after. Bro, questions about his uh, um, health, concerns about that. And then, yeah. obviously, Brandon Coleman with the fumbling problems that he had a season ago just really isn't that big of a uh, of a piece to the Saints, so to speak, easily replaceable. Uh, and then John Kuhn is getting up there in age. This team doesn't necessarily need a fullback. We have one of the best offensive lines in all of football to – uh, great running backs, and um, Kuhn isn't really needed, but I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up bringing him back. Last season, we would cut him, bring him back, kind of bring him back. Wouldn't be surprised if that happened again this year. So, But overall, I don't, uh, I'm not shocked at what the Saints are doing so far this year, other than bringing back P-Rob. That was, that was surprising. Yeah. Here, I'm going to make my case for two of those players we mentioned. I'm going to make my case for Bro. I'm going to make a, a, a small little case for Brandon Coleman. So for Bro, here's the thing. You bring him back, what are you expecting to play, though? I, I mean, you've got P-Rob in the slot. I mean, obviously, you know, we get him back healthy. And I will say this, it's unfortunate the way his NFL career has turned out. You know, he had that uh, injury in college, you know, that basically prevented him from playing college at LSU. You had basically doctors misdiagnose him that ultimately uh, sent him back even further in, uh, you know, Re- rehabbing the process, you know, of him getting back to where he was, and it's almost sad. I, I, I almost would bring him back just for the fact that, oh yeah, our doctors sort of screwed you over. Sorry, buddy. 
you know, but um, I'm telling you, he's a quality player, like quality depth piece. If you, if you, if something happens, you know, knock on wood, to um, you know, uh, Lattimore, P. Rod, Crawley, you can throw him in there, and I wouldn't say he's a quality starter, but I, I mean, what would you do? I mean, you would sign back, right? You figure he probably wouldn't command that much money either, you know? And, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, if if, if I'm the player in that situation, absolutely, yeah, I would. Yeah, and then the thing with Brandon Coleman is, you know, people were sort of like this year with him, oh, yeah, this is the year Brandon Coleman sort of needs to step up and help the Saints. We knew where the receiving uh, core was. We knew what we were getting into. Brandon Coleman needs to be the receiver that steps up, and in a way he did. You know, he had, I think, at least kind of like five, 600 yards, I think a few touchdowns. In a way, he helped us. And I think, you know, as a fourth, fifth guy, he can be really helpful, you know, because mm. you know what the Saints are going to do. Right. Uh, Saints at 27 could uh, trade up and draft Calvin Ridley, for that matter. You oh, know? wow. And no. Can you imagine that? Michael Thomas, Calvin Ridley, and uh, Ted Ginn Jr., and that would be something. That but, would be a great core. Yeah, it would be. And I, I still feel like, I don't know. I think this year, uh, when you look at the Saints free agents, who they haven't brought back yet, most of it is just depth purposes. I like players like that, but... I don't know. It still surprises me that they haven't taken a look at all the players that are free agents this year. But that's just me. But yeah, that's I, I'm, I'm sure they've taken little looks at them. But yeah, I, I, I uh, overall, I'm not surprised. I, I had a feeling all of these guys would most likely be gone. I wasn't anticipating them coming back. But hey, if they one or two of those guys do want to come back, I will op- welcome them okay. back with uh, open arms. Speaking of the draft, which you just brought up about moving up to yeah. draft Calvin Ridley, which would be wild. Um, obviously the NFL draft is in just about a month, one month and a couple of days now, April 26th is the, uh, uh, first round. So we're going to do a quick little preview here for you. Obviously we're going to have bigger episodes leading up to the draft, doing a deep dive into what the saints should do. We're just do a quick one before we wrap up the show today. Uh, obviously the saints have made major moves, but they still have some pretty big question marks at uh, a lot of positions, most notably tight end, wide receiver, defensive end, and defensive tackle. So, mm-hmm. Tyler, do the Saints find a way to manage all of these needs? Uh, people have already said right now that they don't think the Saints are going to keep all their picks. Yeah, I've heard that yeah. too. I, I think, you know, to answer this question, I would almost need like a, a crystal ball to say, okay, what do the Saints give up? How many picks do they have by the end of the draft? Like that, you know, because right. I think I think it was uh, it wasn't Mac uh, Mike Mayock. I think it was like Matt Miller or somebody. Um, uh, there was like somebody that knows what they're doing. You know, they're going regarding the draft. Mm-hmm. Said around eighty-two starters, uh, just a you know like a uh, you know a guesstimate, but around eighty-some starters in this draft. So you figure mm. two rounds of quality caliber players. So yeah. you see the Saints still have a second round pick. You know, so. What do they do? How do they do it? But I, I think the Saints find a way to manage all their needs. So I think they, in my opinion, they just about uh, set themselves up in free agency where they could go best player available in the draft. Let's just hope it's not quarterback. But, um, yeah. What do you think? One thing I want to say, I totally forgot to mention it when we were talking about free agency. Tyron Matthew getting that $7 million contract. That was the weirdest thing that's happened so far in free agency to me. Not only choosing that team, but choosing that low of money per year for a contract. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's very odd to me. Um, but very odd. Uh, for, for, for the Saints and this draft, 
UF Gators underscore Will, guy who uh, uh, Charlie had mentioned last week, good friend of his. Mm-hmm. He yep. actually does have a good Twitter. You guys should follow him. But uh, he actually tweeted something pretty pretty interesting. He said if the and it deals with the Saints sticking to the best player available option at 27. What if the best player available there at 27 is somebody like Darius Geis, running back out of LSU, clearly a guy we don't need, uh, and the Saints either can't find a trade partner or, I mean, they might be forced to trade out of the first round, which would be fine if we were able to get a second-round pick. But I want to yeah. keep that 27, and if it's BPA – I, I I don't like that. We need to really target somebody who's going to help us. Again, the only starters we really need help in right now, we need a starting defensive tackle, yep, and we need a starting slot wide receiver. Yep. Other than that, we, we we don't need really a starter in any other position. We're pretty set. Mm, a tight end, maybe, if, if there's one good enough. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I, totally, I totally meant to say tight end as well. Um, yeah, it, it all depends on what we do with Fleener and whether or not we're going to keep paying him that ridiculous amount of money. But, yeah, tight end would be great also. That's why I would love us to uh, uh, draft Dallas Goder out of South Dakota State. Great tight end. Or Gesicki. Or, yeah. or, or Mike Gesicki out of uh, uh, Penn State. Yep. But uh, So I don't think we need to go BPA when we're at 27 because we only need a starter in really three positions at this time. Um, yep. I, I think the only other option besides those three, besides slot, defensive tackle and tight end that we should go after at 27 is offensive lineman again for the depth i'm happy with that to get to get younger guys so i'm not i'm not totally keen on the idea of bpa unless it falls into one of those four categories that's just me though yeah you made a good case so i believe you you know um uh, i mean like if it came down to that and the saints did that i'd be like you know with it uh how the things ultimately ended up happening i'd be fine with that you know as long as the saints don't do anything stupid right that's that's all I'm for, to be honest. No stupid moves. No trading up for a kicker in the second round. Tampa. You know? <laughs> cough, cough. Cough, cough. Uh, by the way, the Buccaneers did also trade for Jason Pierre-Paul. So yeah, here's that was pretty crazy. The... And also, okay, there's so much to talk about. We, we've been gone for too long. I just got so many ideas swirling around my head. Uh, very interesting yeah. thing I heard yesterday on the radio that was true. I, I ended up like having to double-check to make sure it's true. The Cardinals, you could even count Sam Bradford as their quarterback. I don't uh, because of the injury history he's had. But the Cardinals are the only team in the NFC who do not have a at least somewhat franchise quarterback. Every yeah. other team in the NFC, uh, every team in the NFC East, the North, the South, and three of the four teams in the West all have at least somewhat of a franchise quarterback now. That's going to be very, very tough on the Saints. The NFC is going to be very cutthroat. Uh, so I'll ask you. What? Uh, give me the one position you think the Saints need to need to address, whether it be most likely in the draft or if they still have some time in free agency or any combination of both uh, that they need to address to continue to match the NFC arms race this season. Yeah, man. See, the funny part is it uh, is about it. I think the only team, arguably, you could really say that isn't really set up to succeed this year. You can make a case for the Seahawks with everybody they've lost. I guess you can make, uh, like you said, you can make a case for the Cardinals. But I, every single team, it's insane. Yeah. The 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo and company, Richard Sherman yeah. is going there. Healthy Aaron Rodgers. Right. It, the Vikings just, The Vikings got Kirk Cousins you know, now. I, it, it's scary because, you know, the, the, the one time the Saints are actually going to be, like, at the peak of, like, how good they can actually be. You've got every single other 
dang team yeah. right by them waiting to kick down the door for the e- Super Bowl. But e- even the Bears are a threat. I know. I, I, I'm telling you, I think uh, Mitch Trubisky and company, you know, they're going to be good this year. I, I'm calling it. But yeah. the thing is, you can start making a case for every position. You know, you get an explosive defensive end that does work. That helps Cameron Jordan. That makes quarterbacks on other teams fear for their life. If you get a tight end, like we mentioned, one of those two, he's probably going to uh, catch a 1,000 yards, eight touchdown passes. He, he's mm-hmm. like a vintage Jimmy Graham. Yeah. You get a receiver that helps complement Michael Thomas and Ted Gitt Jr. All of them, you know, like I, I almost really want to just narrow it down to one position. But the Saints, the way they approach this draft could really help them going forward. You can have an ex- even more explosive offense. You can have a defense that finally is complete enough to get things done. Not that it wasn't last year, but like I almost. I'm almost salivating, like, uh, from these prospects. You know, just thinking about, oh, yeah, if this guy has the rookie impact that Kamara had, we're going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, I'm really happy. What about you, though? I'd love to hear what you you think about this. What what position did you pick? All of them. Defensive end. Ah, come on. It's a three. Okay. Come on. I said one. Explosive tight end. Okay. We're unstoppable because you can't double team. Yeah, Alvin Kamara and double team. Yep, uh, Odair or Jaziki at the same time. Yeah. So that's yep. my guy. I am. I am with you. I I would say tight end if I had to pick a position. Um, and also Jimmy Graham, of course, did sign with the Green Bay Packers. I don't know. If, I I don't think we talked about that last week with Charlie. I don't think it went down. Uh, yeah. Before he, then, he, but decided to go with the Packers for for whatever reason. Um, even though their 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 defense is questionable, they they won't be getting far. Obviously. Catching passes from Aaron Rodgers is very nice, but I don't know. I don't know how well the Packers will be doing. Anyway, I would love to see a tight end. I do think that that is the position we need to address, specifically for that reason you just said. Who are you going to cover if you're the defense against the Saints? Mike Thomas, Alvin Kamara. If we if we get a, a explosive rookie tight end, that's going to be amazing. You also have to worry about Mark Ingram coming out of the backfield as well. Andrew Brees can hit really any receiver. Ted Ginn Jr. down the field. Red zone threat as a tight end. I like that. Only other one I would say is defensive tackle, also for the for the same reason. Defense is going to have to choose a double team, one or two of those guys, and that's going to leave a door open for, for some of us, and it also provides better depth for us. Uh, because I do like Tyler Davidson, but I don't know if he's going to be necessarily 16-game starter material for us. So um, I would love to see defensive tackle, tight end. Anything else yeah. you want to say before we wrap the show up, Tyler? I was going to say one thing. Yeah. yeah. Really quick, want to just give, like um, – uh, like a crystal ball kind of look into the future. Think about it this way, Saints fans. Think about it this way. Uh, who typically guards a tight end? Look at Rob Gronkowski. You have a linebacker. The tight end's too fast, good speed. You have a safety. Uh, safety's not strong enough to uh, uh, beat the tight end in the air in coverage. A cornerback, same reason. If you have an explosive tight end, just think about the Saints fans, uh, whoever it may be, explosive threat. You have a tight end that can go up, catch virtually anything Juvery's throws his way. Uh, they're all going to be guarding or attempting to guard the tight end, and then you're going to have Alvin Kamara run down the sideline for 40 yards. It's yeah. There's literally nothing you could do. And I think nobody believed me last year when I said, oh, hey guys, uh, uh, for your fantasy football league, pick up Alvin Kamara, pick up Mark Ingram, pick up Drew Brees. Well, this year, listen to me, guys. Uh, please pick up 
the Saints players. If the Saints draft a tight end or a wide receiver first round, pick him up. He yes. used to be a lot of points. But that's what I've got to say. Anything you want to put on before we do our classic in- outro? Uh, just, I'm very excited for this draft. Uh, shout out to the Saints for making some smart moves during free agency, not overpaying for anybody, not reaching. Uh, because a few years ago we were negative 12 million dollars for our cap space and we signed Jairus Bird to one of the most ridiculous contracts ever. I don't think yeah. that'll ever happen again. Mickey Loomis certainly isn't afraid to spend the money and I still think uh he's he's gonna make some moves. But uh yeah. overall he's been very intelligent th- this this offseason. I think he was last year besides that Cooks trade. I think we could have gotten more out of out of trade Brandon Cooks. But I, I, I wouldn't know I'm not a GM so I think Mickey Loomis is doing a good job. I just want to give him a little yeah. personal shout out. Also obviously our thoughts are Thoughts and prayers are with uh, Gail Benson and, and her family for, for the loss of Tom. We'll still miss you, Tom. But um, excited for the season to uh, get underway. First, got to do the draft, though, uh, which yep. is going to be just as fun, if not even more. I, I love the NFL draft and, and the, the event yep. that it brings with it. So uh, I don't have anything else to say. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. Tyler's going to jump into that right now with the classic outro. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Uh, Tyler, I'll pass it off to you, man. Thank you very much. And I'm very excited too, buddy. I, I can't wait for the Saints to kick off. Uh, we know for sure. No more 7-9s. Uh, not for the Saints, at least. Um, uh, maybe uh, the Seattle Seahawks, if you're lucky. But um, <laughs> Okay. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We appreciate all the love, support, uh, especially in our second season now of this podcast. Everything we do, we do for you and because of you. So thank you for that. Uh, Dayton just mentioned his Twitter. Yeah, go check him out. He's a great dude. Yeah, he posts quality content. Uh not only does he cover the NFL, he covers NBA and Portland Trailblazers, and they're actually pretty hot right now. So go uh, uh, check him out at Dan underscore Brown underscore. You can check me out at Raymond Tyler M. You can check out the official Who That Dish podcast account at uh, the WDD podcast. Make sure to check out Who That Dish, our amazing website that we write for on Facebook. Just search Who That Dish. You can uh, now find the Who That Dish podcast on youtube itunes the internet anywhere you search search for who at this podcast it will most likely be there but thank you guys so much for tuning in as always have a great night enjoy your saints get some saints here rock it while you're watching this episode oh and by the way we will be putting out some uh posts some polls some questions we want to know what you're thinking do you want the saints to draft uh draft do you want the saints to draft some awesome players you want the Saints to get Dominican Sue? Let us know. Again, we appreciate your guys' support. It's been a fun ride. Yep. Second episode of our second season here. Uh, we will be having another one next week, obviously, and we will be also planning some episodes involving the draft. Kind of do a draft extravaganza. We'll of course have polls on that yep. on Twitter if we need your guys' advice and and some help with with the planning. So uh, follow us everywhere. Tyler just said, be sure to subscribe everywhere. He said as well. Do what Tyler said. No, uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Tweet us if you have any questions or comments. We love, love, love talking to you guys about the Saints, about life, just about anything. So reach out to us if you want to. Don't don't be afraid. Um, but that's that that's all I got today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Who that?